0: Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and
1: Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observing have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit which will keep you well-fed with four weeks' worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% If you at now, that's prepare with blackandwhite.com. Don't wait, do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible, and I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys. You can actually get three bottles of Javi coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use mump fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi Coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, munt fruit, whatever, and folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today.
2: You're tuning into... Black and White Sports on YouTube. On YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: I'm back. Roadrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Clay Travis. And more specifically, the U.S. women's soccer team and Megan Rapino. As Clay Travis has come out and talked about some observations he's noticed from this U.S. women's soccer team. And let's just be real. So many of these athletes... Over playing in the woke Tokyo Olympics 2021 games. And the anti-American sentiment that's going on with these athletes right now. So many are wanting to protest for things that just aren't true in this country. And it has made it incredibly hard to root for these athletes. And it's being reflected in the TV ratings. The ratings are down a ton. They're down 49%. Overall, through the first, I think it's eight games, I saw yesterday, or eight, eight days, I saw yesterday from 2016. Well, Clay Travis has come out, and he has hammered the U.S. women's soccer team. And he has talked about things like simple human rights, with the, which these women have not been thinking about, uh, that are playing these games over there. Clay Travis blasts the U.S. women's soccer team for not championing America. Our women have dominated soccer because they have basic human rights. The Olympics are typically an opportunity for countries to unify, but the opposite occurred for people who followed the U.S. women's soccer team at the Tokyo Games. When the U.S. women's soccer team lost to Canada on Monday, a chunk of right-wing Twitter applauded America's exit from the competition. Here we go with the media. The hate directed at the U.S. women's soccer team stems from their various social justice protests in recent years, which even caused President Donald Trump to lead a rally cheering uh, rally crowd in cheering the squad's Olympic struggles. Outkick founder and conservative radio host Clay Travis remembered the 2015 World Cup winning U.S. women's soccer team quote being... One of the most popular sports teams in all of America. It was absolutely fantastic. It took over the entire country. Everybody was watching and cheering for that U.S. women's team. It was great. It was exactly what sports is supposed to be about. But according to Travis, their popularity has faded after a couple of years once the team, quote, got super woke, led by Megan Rapino. The U.S. women's soccer team... Denigrated the President of the United States refused to visit the White House and tore down American institutions at a time when they could have been building them up, Travis said on Monday's Outkick. Honestly, what's always disappointed me about the U.S. women as they decided to get political is they could have used their dominance as a sign of American exceptionalism. Bravo. Although the U.S. women's soccer team gets criticized for protesting injustices within their own country, Travis believes the squad should take social stances on global issues. Boy, they could have went a long way towards China right now, but they sure have kept their mouth shut. Quote, the reason why our women dominate in soccer and our men have not is, it's because our women have basic human rights in America that many of the women around the world don't have, Travis adds. So on a global stage, Megan Rapino and other women could have said, this is what happens when you empower women. This is what the woke virus does, Travis continued. It divides, it conquers, and it destroys overall fandom. It pulls us all apart instead of allowing us to unite around one common side. And it's not going to get any better, folks. I can tell you that right now as these athletes further separate themselves from their patriotism and their country and their flag and they want to continue to do all this protesting, the further sports fans, Americans, are going to pull away from them. That's what I have always wondered. It's what I always wondered about Colin Kaepernick. You're kneeling during the national anthem. Who do you think you're going to reach at that moment exactly? Let's say the people that don't agree with you kneeling is who you want to reach because you think they have a different opinion. We're not listening. We were not listening. The the moment you kneeled during the national anthem, we switched the TV off. We cut you off, Colin Kaepernick. We cut these woke athletes off. It's, it's evident in the television ratings. And Clay Travis is saying right here, you've got the opportunity to speak out against injustices going on on a global level, things like China, things like Hong Kong, but instead you'd rather launch attacks against the very country that you're supposed to be trying to represent. There are so many of these countries where women do not have basic human rights. Look at how empowered these women are right now. And they are they should be empowered like that in America. And they are. They surely don't act like it, do they? It's appalling. And when you look, when you're protesting and and speaking for causes that anybody with any common sense knows is not factually true or statistically true, We're not going to get behind you. We're not. That ship has sailed. Tell me what you think, black
2: and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: All right, black and white sports fans in the midst of so many ungrateful athletes representing the United States of America at the Tokyo Olympics. And these people who do not like the country are performing horribly at the Tokyo Games. Megan Rapino and the uh, U.S. women's soccer team, they're not getting a gold medal. They may get a bronze. Gwen Berry, who went there just to protest and complain and speak about how bad this country is, performed horribly in the Olympics at the hammer throw, finishing 11th out of 12th. Not even close to getting a medal. But guys, this person we're going to be talking about here in this video. This really does warm my heart right here because this hits close to home because a local person from the greater Houston area now is an Olympic gold medalist. And folks, she actually loves America. So check this out on Fox News. Olympic gold medalist wrestler Tamra Mensah Stock. I love representing the U.S. Folks, we haven't heard that from a mega Rapino. We haven't even really heard this from. A Gwen Berry. They speak about how bad this country is. Tamra Mensa Stock says she loves this country, and she's from uh from Katy, in the Greater Houston area, and is proud to be an American. So we had to highlight her in this video. It says here, U.S. wrestler Tamra Mensa Stock was asked a simple question by a reporter. After she won gold at the Tokyo Olympics in the 68 kilogram final over blessing Oborududu of Nigeria. How does it feel to represent your country like this? Mr. Stock was asked, quote, I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living here. The Olympic gold medalist said before pumping her fists, smiling and pulling the stars and stripes tighter to her body this young lady is patriotic folks patriotic and I love I love to support Olympians that love this country I fully support Tamara also she's a local Houston girl too so I'm even more supportive of her in her winning a gold medal she doubled down. She did, She said, I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living here. I love to hear that. This is the kind of person. That we should be supporting. This is a true American patriot right here. Mr. Stock, who began wrestling in the 10th grade in Katy, Texas, after being uh, prouded by her, her sister, said said she didn't have role models to look up to early in her career, but she always had her sister to fall back on. Look at the look on her face right here. There's a clip right here, but I'm pretty sure it'll get copyrighted. She is draped in the United States of America's flag. And I'm pretty sure that Gwen Berry and Megan Rapino are going to be triggered by this. But also folks, she seems to have a good head on her shoulder here. She said, when I first started wrestling, I wanted to be an emblem, a light to younger women, and show them that you can be silly, you can have fun, and you can be strong. Mr. Stott told USA Today, you can be tough, you can be a wrestler, and you don't have to be like this, growl. I'm going to be mean to you. So much confidence in this young lady. This is why she won to go medal. She won a gold medal, folks, because she was there to represent her country. She was there because she loved this country. She wasn't there to protest. She wasn't there to tell you how bad the United States of America is. She just told you guys she freaking loves this country. And man, I love this young lady's attitude right here. Uh, I'm not sure how old she is. Hopefully, you know, she can actually make it to the next Olympics. I believe she's actually pretty young, so I don't think this is going to be a one off for her. She is a gold medalist. Ladies and gentlemen, black and white sports fans, we have a gold medalist that absolutely loves this country and is vocal about it. She's not going over there to be woke like Megan Rapino. She's not going over there to be woke like Gwen Berry. And the Olympics ended in disaster. Especially Gwen Berry, who went to the Olympics for all the wrong reasons. Guys, Tamra Minsa Scott, man. Th- this is amazing right here. I'm, I mean, I'm just at a loss for words right now. We have somebody that loves America as much as I do. If I was in her position too, I'll be, you know, just screaming how great this country is because this country is tremendous. Don't listen to LeBron James. Don't listen to Megan Rapino. Don't believe anything that Gwen Berry says. This is the greatest country on the planet. And Tamara Minsa Scott stock has just reiterated everything we've been saying about this country. And she is a black woman that doesn't fall into this crazy woke narrative out there that black people are being hunted down by the police, that this country is systemically racist. She doesn't buy into any of that. And that is why she is successful. And that is why she can call herself an Olympic gold medalist. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to black and white sports and we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back,
0: Roadrance for Black and White Sports. Well, we're going to talk about. Our old dude, Kobe Covington, because Covington has come out, UFC fighter, not a big fan of LeBron James. We're not big fans of LeBron James. Uh, So he has come out and he's made some more comments about LaChina James, and we're going to talk about that. As we know, Kobe is um, not a big fan of LeBron. I don't imagine Dana White is a big fan. And, uh, Jorge Masvidal, probably not a big fan of LeBron. Uh, you see, all three entities, part of the UFC, are not big fans of Communist China. We know LeBron, La China, La Woke, La Bronda, Fraud, loves to wrap his loving arms around Communist China. Recently, he went over there. He skipped the Olympics, thank God. He's, <laughs> He went over there and, uh, He was trying to promote Space Jam 2, The Search for Chinese Dollars. And guess what? He came away with a big goose egg. That's right. They decided they would not allow Space Jam 2, which I heard was a massive advertisement for Warner Brothers products. I heard that Space Jam 2 would not be accepted over in China on a theatrical release. Oh, that's poetic justice. And it's awesome. Very quickly, I am, in fact, wearing our China James shirt. How about that? The one in red. The very one on the screen. You can grab it out of the merch store. Use promo code Sucks S-U-X, all one word. Sucks will get you 25% off this shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. Let's get to this article. LeBron James is a Chinese puppet master for employing women in sweatshops. Kobe Covington goes after the Lakers MVP by doubling down following spineless coward comments. That's right, Kobe hit him with a spineless coward comment last year, and uh, I believe told LeBron he would break him in half or something like that inside of 10 seconds. Kobe Covington goes after LeBron once more as he calls out Nike sweatshops in China and claims LeBron does not stand for equality. And let's see if we can skip a lot of the nonsense. MMA fighter Kobe Covington has put James between the crosshairs on numerous occasions. Last year, around the Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets, Covington called LeBron a spineless coward and took to Twitter to say he wouldn't last but a few seconds in the octagon with him. Laugh out loud at snowflakes that believe at King James could even last 10 seconds with me. If that coward had any balls or the ability to kick anyone's ass, Delonte West would have lost his his teeth long before his meth habit. Wow. He went all in on LeBron and Delonte West. And guys, in case you don't know, He's referring to the fact that LeBron's mother once had a bit of a relationship with Delonte West. That's right. The She was riding that baloney pony. And if I remember correctly, remember all the drama surrounding uh, the Cavaliers and the Spurs in the finals that time? Way back when? Well, it's because behind the scenes, Delonte West had a relationship with LeBron James's mother. LeBron James gets called out by Kobe Covington for not standing up for women's equality. Covington has picked up right where he left off back in September 2020, as he once again calls out LeBron for not sticking to the morals he preaches. Oh, LeBron will run his mouth about everything on the planet, except China. This time around, he claims that James is not doing anything about the women workers in Chinese sweatshops for Nike. Quote, he's a big hypocrite. He talks about his two biggest things he loves, equality and justice. He talks about some mysterious oppression that nobody knows what he's talking about. You want to see oppression? Go over there and live like those people in China, LeBron. Don't just visit it while you're trying to promote your movie. Where's the equality in employing women in Chinese sweatshops to make your merchandise for millions and millions of dollars while they're making pennies? Where's the justice in critiquing the greatest, the greatest country on God's green earth, America, but not talking about Hong Kong, not talking about the Uyghurs in China? He stays silent on everything in China because he's a Chinese puppet master. When Covington called LeBron James last year, called him out last year, the king actually responded. He said anybody can talk from outside, but they've got to get into the ring or get into the arena. Probably 10 times out of 10, they'd shit their pants. LeBron, you must be kidding. Kobe would wreck that ass. And look, LeBron James is a phenomenal athlete. But is he a trained, skilled fighter? No. No. And you'll get these LeBron chills come through here. LeBron 6'8". And he's 268. Yeah. Have you ever seen a skilled fighter? I've seen guys 180 take out guys 270. Why? Because they were either MMA fighters or Golden Glove boxers. They ate those big guys for breakfast. Stop it. Stop it. LeBron wouldn't have a chance against a world-class trained UFC fighter like Kobe. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen or heard in my life. And Kobe is right. Kobe keeps calling out LaChina for the same things we've called him out on. He will run his mouth about everything. Guys, LeBron has a checklist of crap that he has done over the last... 18 months or so, he will run his mouth about the police. He will run his mouth about 45, you know, the president. He will run his mouth about police brutality and oppression and all this. Funny, a guy that's worth a billion dollars is running his mouth about black people being oppressed in this country. Stop that nonsense. And that's part of the problem. He won't stop his nonsense. And he won't keep his mouth shut. And he keeps running his mouth. And as long as he does, Kobe, us, a lot of people are going to keep calling him out. We are. We are. Just like Alex Villanueva called him out last year over his L.A. County deputies. Man, we're so tired of this dude. We are. He's wrecked the NBA. The NBA ratings are trash. The league is trashed, and it will never recover until some of those athletes in the NBA will stand up and say, enough, I'm not wearing apparel from China, Uh, enough, I, I don't resonate with a lot of the players and their woke ideals. Occasionally, you see some guys pop up out of football and some of these other sports, but nobody's willing to stand up in basketball, in the NBA. You know, it'd be nice to see a pro-America, pro-American USA NBA player step up and actually say something. Actually stand up against China. Daryl Morey tried, in the league tried to cancel him, including LeBron James. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Good. Keep calling them out, Kobe. Keep calling them out. We'll keep covering it. My God. Somebody's
2: got to hold this dude accountable. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. rodrance for a
0: black and white sports. Wow, I can't believe we missed this yesterday. During all the, uh, the stunning upset of Megan Rapino and the ultra-woke U.S. women's soccer team, we missed a story hidden within the story. But lo and behold, today, today it's getting me the media coverage it deserves for it being brave stunning and flat confusing because i really don't understand the they and the thems and the and the binaries and the and the gender identities look for full for full clarification one of my best friends on this planet she is a lesbian i'm just gonna keep it real she's a lesbian and uh She's my age, she's in her mid-40s, and she absolutely cannot stand, essentially, the LGBT, LMNOP community, okay? Uh, She is a conservative, she is an unapologetic Trump supporter. Absolutely unapologetic. And she calls all of these newfangled phrases and, and labels and all this sort of thing, she says it's all BS. It is complete BS. She subscribes to none of it. She says, look, I'm a chick that likes chicks. End of story. She believes this is something to do with the new generation, a newer generation, feeling like they need to label everything they're involved with. This kind of shit crawls all over her and lays eggs. She doesn't understand it. She doesn't get it she takes a lot of heat from her own friends because of it just for voting for you know who to be honest with you um, and she'll she'll tell you I don't care I don't care it's BS uh, so I thought I'd bring that up as we get into this story because I'm probably going to send this one to her after I'm done just to get her take on it I'd love to get her on the sports channel because look that's part of what we do on this channel we want to break narratives well that kind of person's not supposed to vote for Trump, we keep hearing. Anyway, here we go. Canadian soccer player Quinn. And guys, in case you're wondering, uh, Quinn here goes by just Quinn. Yeah, like you remember Prince just went by Prince? I can't find a first and or last name for this person. They Everybody just calls her Quinn. Sorry, I'm not going by your whatevers, okay? I'm not. I don't get down. Uh, I'm sorry if that seems uh, rough around the edges. Don't care. Don't care. Not in the slightest. Canadian soccer player Quinn, the artist formerly known as Quinn, to become the first trans athlete to medal in the Olympics. And in case you're wondering why are we covering this, Because, of course, this is being celebrated as courageous and brave and stunning. A day after weightlifter Laurel Hubbard became the first openly transgender athlete to compete in an individual Olympic event. And goodbye, Laurel Hubbard. You got your ass handed to you. Canadian soccer star Quinn, just Quinn, is poised to make more history for transgender athletes. Quinn, who is transgender and non-binary, what is said to become the first openly transgender athlete to win an Olympic medal when Canadian the, when Canada faces Sweden in the women's soccer gold medal match on Friday. So no matter what, the Canadians will secure a gold or silver after edging the U.S. women's national team one to nothing on Monday. Quote, I'm getting messages from young people saying they've never seen a trans person in sports before. Quinn told the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. After Monday's win, athletics is the most important part of life. If I can allow kids to play the sports that they love, that's my legacy and that's what I'm here for. Why should kids know anything about your sexual preferences or anything else is beyond me, but okay. Although Quinn was a member of the 2016 Canadian women's soccer team that captured the bronze medal at Rio de Janeiro Olympics, they only came out as transgender in September. That is where I get confused because she is saying they, but it's only her. So, yeah. Quinn played soccer collegiately at Duke and plays professional for the OL Reign, of the National Women's Soccer League. After becoming the first transgender athlete to compete in the Olympics earlier in the games, Quinn took to Instagram to express her emotions. I feel optimistic for change, change in legislature, change in rules, structures, and mindsets. Mostly, I feel aware of the realities trans girls being banned from sports, trans women facing discrimination and bias while trying to pursue their Olympic dreams. The fight isn't close to over, and I'll celebrate when we're all here. Okay, but this is where I get confused. Let me go over to this right here. Um, This is a story that was done by the BBC in September. Most people, unless they're non-binary, have a gender identity of male or female. Quinn was assigned female. Okay? I don't understand what that means. Assigned female at birth. She was born female? But after many years of questioning themselves, realized their own gender identity did not match their sex. What? Oh, In an exclusive uh, BBC sp- uh, sport, how there are still spaces of ignorance in women's football, their Olympic conventions and their concern as a governing body. Okay, so I guess everybody that uh, doesn't want to call this woman, a woman, is ignorant? What? Okay. Look, I'm not trying to be harsh about this. I'm really not. And do I think this seems exactly like Laurel Hubbard? No, because that was a dude competing as a female. This is a woman that's competing as a they or them. I'm not sure, but all I know is It looks like she was born as a woman, and she's competing against other women. Okay, I've got no real issue with that, but I don't understand how that makes Quinn, the artist formerly known as Quinn, a trans athlete. That's what is really confusing. And look, to the few wokey-wokes that will come through here and be like, well, this is what that means. I don't care. I don't I, I, I don't care <laughs> all right it's okay um, I, I'm not going out of my way to get educated on this because I wasn't raised that way Stop it anyway um, in case you in case you're wondering I'm sick of it being our fault that we don't keep a scorecard on this crap no not cool not cool at all so we're seeing this. Megan Rapino got beat by the artist formerly known as Quinn, who, no matter what, it is a gold medal match, so Quinn will be the first trans athlete that will win either a gold medal or a silver medal. Okay? So, I congratulate this woman. I'm sorry, you're a chick. For winning whatever medal, because you seem to have put in hard work, and that's fine, I just don't understand the other part, but these, this is what we mean. These articles about this, in that section, trans, they, them, non-binary, gender, identity, LMNOP, it's now everywhere. This has exploded everywhere It's the next brave and stunning thing from your very own Woke Olympics. And they wonder why the ratings are dead
1: All right, black and white sports fans, let's talk about the Tokyo Olympics again, because we have some breaking news here, guys. And we love to break news about the Tokyo Olympics, especially when it comes to athletes who seem not to like this country very much. Athletes that seem to really despise the country, even though they're supposed to be representing the United States of America, folks. And guys, I'm talking about Gwen Berry. Gwen Berry, who caused an uproar at the Olympic trials when she turned her back to the national anthem, turned her back to the flag. She qualified to go to the Olympics, but guys, her Olympic journey is now over. Over, because Gwen Berry gave a pathetic, and I do mean pathetic performance at the Tokyo Games she will not not get the opportunity to protest on the podium because she will not be on the podium. Gwen Berry did not medal at these Olympics. This is glorious guys. So we're going to be diving into that in this video guys. But first, make sure you guys go over to the black and white network store and pick you up an America First t-shirt because I'm pretty sure Gwen Berry does not like this shirt. The Punished Blue Skull flag, we're going to give you 25% off if you use the discount code USA first, because the woke athletes want to make USA last. We're not going to let that happen here on this channel. So let's dive into this, guys. It says here on the New York Post, Gwen Berry, hammer thrower who turned away from the U.S. flag, fails to meddle. At Olympics. But not only did she not qualify for a medal, she was absolutely pathetic, finishing almost at the bottom of the barrel. Check this out, guys. Gwen Berry failed to medal during the women's hammer throw finals on Tuesday. Berry finished 11th out of 12 competitors registering a distance of 71.35 meters. So guys, think of this. Out of 12 competitors, she finished number 11. She never won the medal. She went there to protest, and she wasn't even good enough, not even close, to even qualify for a medal. No bronze, no silver, and definitely no gold. So she will not get the opportunity to protest Guys, if you don't love the country, you should not be representing this country. You shouldn't. And Gwen Berry, her goal was to get on that medal stand and protest. Not going to happen. Not at the Tokyo Games, it won't. She was pathetic. Not even coming close to qualifying for a medal. The 32-year-old caused a stir during the medal ceremony at the Olympic trials in June. After winning a bronze medal during the event, Barry faced the Sands rather than the American flag. Holding up a shirt that read activist athlete. Afterwards, Barry said she was pissed that the star Spangled Banner played during the ceremonies. And guys, now that she has failed in her attempt to medal at the Olympics, I'm pretty sure that the vast majority of Americans are happy that she failed in her bid to medal. We only want true patriotic Americans who, actu- who actually do love to represent this country to medal. You can join the ranks now of, uh, I guess the U S women's soccer team, even though they actually have a chance to uh, win bronze. You have no chance to win anything, nothing. It guys is over for Gwen Berry. Her Olympic journey has come to an end. She had no desire, I believe, even to meddle. anyway. She wanted to be an activist. Now she has that opportunity. Now she can go out there and protest as much as she wants. But her goal was to get on, that, get on the podium and do it. Nah, not getting that opportunity because you finish next to last in the hammer throw. This is epic, guys. This is really, really epic. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Gwen Berry, another anti-American, goes down in flames at the Tokyo Games. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: Alright, Black and White Live fans, we are back with another video we're going to be talking about, as you can see from the title here, the Los Angeles Lakers signing Carmelo Anthony to a one-year deal. Folks, to me this is A desperate move by the Lakers. They were eliminated in the first round of the NBA playoffs. No NBA bubble to run through. They got their butts kicked in six games by the Phoenix Suns. LeBron James coming off an injury. Anthony Davis injured. Street closed. These two moves that the Lakers have put out there now. Signing Russell Westbrook who I don't think is a very good mix with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Now they went another step further. They're signing 37 year old Carmelo Anthony. A very good friend of one LaChina James. I just don't see how this is going to work. There just is not enough basketballs to go around. It's not Carmelo. Granted, he came off the bench. Solid season for the the, uh, Blazers. 13.4 points per game. That's good. But now he's going to L.A. And you're going to have Russell Westbrook, who is a ball hog. And Carmelo Anthony, who has been a career ball hog. They're going to be playing with LeBron James, who's going to be the number one option. And Anthony Davis, who is supposed to be the number two option. I just don't see this working out. I really don't. This is just telling me, man, that the Lakers believe their window is slamming shit. So they're trying to go out there. They're trying to get names on the team. They don't even have the mitts because I don't think Carmelo Anthony is going to mitts, especially with Russell Westbrook. This is a disaster waiting to happen. This is not a championship team, if you ask me. Would I, would I put them above the Bucks? No. No, I'm not. I'm not even sure this team would actually come out the West. First of all, there is health concerns with um, LeBron James. Two of the past three seasons, he's had major injuries. He's going to be 37 in December. Anthony Davis can never stay healthy. Russell Westbrook, ball hog. Carmelo Anthony, 37 going on 38. This is not good. But it says here, free agent for Carmelo Anthony agreed to terms with the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday. Anthony's manager, Bay Frazier, told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, The deal is for one season. According to Frazier, Anthony's agent, Aaron Mintz and CAA Sports completed the agreement with Lakers general manager Rob, Rob Palenka on Tuesday. Anthony, who moved up to number 10, on the NBA's all-time scoring list last season, rehabbed his career in two seasons in Portland after being out of the league for a year following his ill-fated stint with the Houston Rockets. Man, it was a disaster in Houston. Uh, it even mentions it here that he actually uh, played with the Rockets. And that was with James Harden and Chris Paul. And it did not work out. Because he only lasted 10 games. Because, you know, he needs the ball. Needs to ball a lot more, and he couldn't sacrifice. Now you have a 37 year old Carmelo Anthony, not in his prime anymore, and he's going to be teaming up with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, who is a ball hog. That's going to be some have to be some major major sacrifices for this to work out. I just don't see this happening. This, this move just really, really feels like it's a desperation move by the Lakers. 2004, kind of written all over this. And uh, I just don't see how this is going to work. I don't. I mean, some of these players are going to have to get injured. But, you know, when Anthony Davis being, being injury prone, you know, maybe Carmelo will get more minutes. But there's only so many balls that you can't play all four of these guys at one time. You you can't. You can't do it. Uh, the Lakers are going to have to do some um, mixing and matching because there's no way in the world you can get all four of these guys on the court at the same time and it'll work out. I just don't see it, guys. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Man. And then LeBron say that um, he wanted Anthony Davis to end up, you know, taking over the reins of the team. Man, I just don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. This is still LeBron's team, and this is a LeBron James move. And this is a pathetic move, if you ask me. Carmelo Anthony will never win a title. He will never, ever win a title, folks. He's always been self selfish. He's never been able to miss He's never really achieved much on a team level ever in the NBA. And I just don't see this now. He's always been too much of a me player. Russell Westbrook, same way. Too much of a me player, even though he won an MVP. He won an MVP and his team didn't even really win a lot of games. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. The Lakers, do they seem desperate to you with this move? Do you think that Carmelo Anthony is actually going to be a good fit on this team? I just don't see it. This is desperation coming off a disappointing playoff series loss to the Phoenix Suns for the Lakers. I think the door is pretty much shut on the Lakers now at this point. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. i back.
0: Road for Black and White Live. We're going to cover a situation in the Olympics That can only be described as possibly tragic. The world's quote-unquote sexiest Olympic athlete seems to be possibly in danger. It looks like she may not get to compete. This is not good, folks. This is a potential code red. Let's get to this story. It is from the New York Times, and it can only be described as potentially tragic. World's sexiest sexiest athlete, Alicia Smith, Olympic debut, takes an unfortunate turn. Track and field star Alicia Smith, who is commonly referred to as the world's sexiest athlete, probably didn't envision her Olympic debut turning out like this. The 22-year-old German was set to compete for her first Olympic medal in the women's 4x400 mixed relay on Saturday night. But she didn't see any action because the German mixed team was disqualified for making contact with the Jamaican team. Yikes. This is tragic. Uh, There she is right there, guys. Yeah. That is her. Yeah. Schmidt could still be selected by Germany for the women's 4x400 relay on Friday. Here's crossing our fingers. Schmidt has been document, documenting her time inside the Olympic Village where she has said preparation is going well and the food is delicious. In a post on Instagram. Here's, here's I guess, this may be a post on Instagram. I'm not real sure. Um, who gives a shit where the post is? There's the post right there. Yeah, that is on Instagram. What goes into her preparation to compete at the Olympics? About 30% of my training is focused on strength. For the most part, explosive, functional, full-body exercises are on my schedule, she explained. It's super effective. For Schmidt, her other focus is on strengthening and activating leg muscles, the classic way with squats and lunges, she said. There are then seven to eight training sessions a week, that lasts between two and three hours. Good God. God, even coming from somebody like me that trained for years, uh, even that sounds brutal, I gotta admit. Uh, There is her out on the uh, track field, yeah. Despite her popular social media presence, Schmidt has made it clear that her sport track and field comes first. And that would be her again right here, yeah. Alrighty then. My focus is on sport. Social media tends to run alongside. The Puma-sponsored athlete said, quote, off the track, I'm grateful to my followers because Instagram enables me to do my sport without having to have a full uh, part-time job. Uh, It is difficult to make a living from athletics alone. Schmidt took to Instagram last month when she was officially Tokyo bound for the postponed 2020 summer games. Still feels unreal. I'm so grateful and at the same time thrilled to experience something that I've been dreaming of since I started all this. She wrote alongside an Instagram photo of her posing in front of the Olympic rings. And uh, I guess they did not put that in this post. Uh, once again, there she is. And, guys, in case you missed it, that is the women's 4x400 four meter relay on Friday. And she is part of the team from Germany. So, uh, anyway, I want to do a story on this because I thought it was tragic that she was not going to get to compete in the mixed-teamed uh relay race and of course that was this past saturday and it looks like germany will not get to compete in that but again there's a chance that she could be selected for the four by 400 meter relay tell me what you think black and white sports fans all of these bad stories coming out of the olympics i thought it might be good to shed a little light on something that might be a you know A little more productive for us, okay? Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. I know this is slightly different, but, I mean, let's be honest. Um, Some Olympic competitors we should shine a little extra light on, right? Uh, Especially when it's something normal. We could use a lot more normal these days. Peace, I'm out.